Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in Winning Cures Everything. It is Friday, the September 10th edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And we have got Chris on the phone today. He will be... Uh, doing a, quite a few phone calls, I do believe, going forward for a little bit until we get some things worked out. But, uh, but yes, Chris, how's everything going in your world? Everything's going pretty good. Everything's going pretty good. I, uh, I purchased a new business, and I'm trying to get it rolling, and i got to be here, which puts me not at my computer at home. I can understand it. It is all good. So at least we got the phone capabilities. We are able to have you on the show, and, uh, and I'm pumped about it because we get to talk football again. We've got NFL Week 1. We already went through our picks and all that good stuff. Uh, we have got college football this weekend. Week 2 in that, we are going to do our pick em, of course. And we've got some things to discuss regarding realignment, etc. Before we do all that, go ahead and tell you guys, winningcureseverything.com. That is the website. That's where you need to go. Every show that we are on, every appearance we make, uh, all that good stuff, everywhere that you need to subscribe or follow us on social media, it's all right there. Winningcureseverything.com. Go ahead and check that out. Do us that favor, subscribe, and of course, we are in a podcast competition, a contest, if you will. Go ahead and go over to the website, search out Butterfly Effect on the website, and you will be able to find it. We also have been sharing it out on social media, so if you follow us there, you will be able to find that as well. But yeah, it's a, it's a little contest. We put together a college football multiverse, I guess you could say, and we discussed some events that happened over the last 10 years that have significantly altered the legacies and dynasties of certain teams, etc. So go ahead and check that out for us. We would certainly appreciate that. Share the show out. Tell your friends, of course. If you are watching the show, make sure and like the video and subscribe to the channel because we are rocking and rolling. We're over 4,200 subscribers now on the Winning Cures Everything YouTube and the podcast numbers are doing really well as well now that we're back into the football season. So 
Again, subscribe, tell your friends about it, all that good stuff. The show brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. BetUS.com has been doing this for 25 plus years. I mean, they've been at it for a long, long time. And you can use the promo code NCAAF2021. You'll get 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500. And it's Sportsbook exclusive. It's fantastic. Go ahead and make sure that you are signed up. You can click the link in the description, whether you're on YouTube or on the podcast. And it is going to automatically put the promo code in for you. It's very easy to do. And if you don't want to use the promo code, you can just sign up at BetUS.com. I'm telling you, easy to work with and you can gamble on everything. Chris and I both host college football shows. Chris is over at sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. I host a show for BetUS, the BetUS College Football Channel on YouTube. You can find the links to those shows in the description below. Go ahead and knock that out. Chris, this is the 20-year anniversary of uh, September 11th, of 9-11. And, you know, we got the service academies playing this weekend. A lot of interesting stuff, but, uh, you know, it's time to reflect a little bit. So, it's, it, I guess it's... The slogan is never forget, um, and I think that's it, it. Was it's impossible to forget this, right? That's right. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's insane stuff. But we are not here to talk about any of that. We don't want downers. We don't want anything like that. We we do try and be serious sometimes, but this show is for fun and to get away from all of the other things that uh, that worry you in life. We ain't here to worry. We are here to discuss sports, and we're going to start off today by talking about the Big 12 voting on, well, it's Friday's show, Friday, to go ahead and accept BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. Um, I guess my, my initial thought here is the AAC is now down to eight teams. And Mike Oresco came out on Wednesday and said, even if they lose those three teams, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston – they are still considering themselves a P6 team, a Power 6 team, or a Power 6 league. They are going to go out and look for expansion candidates. And now I'm curious, who are the expansion candidates? I've got a few written down, but Chris, just off the top of your head, if you had to bring in four more to bring your league up to 12 members, what would you? who, who would you bring in? Well, I, I, first thing I think that this is what needs to happen with the whole group of high five okay they need to come together as a collection and understand we're going to split this table up and we're going to have one grown up table and then we're going to have two or three lesser tables but if we try to have a couple of good teams in all these conferences we're going to be bursting down so I, I believe that either the American or just they, they dump them all and start something fresh. If the American was to go out and get four teams, I don't care about region anymore. We can all hop a charter flight. These all guys are flying private. Doesn't matter. Um, I would go get Coastal. I would go get Louisiana. I'd go get Boise. And I'd go get um, San Diego State. That would be the third one I'd go get. And, okay. and I think, I think those are, well, and the reason San Diego State is all of those schools outside of Boise are really competitive in basketball. And and the American does have a pretty good basketball program. I would go get I'd want a school in California, one of one of those West Coast schools, rather it be Fresno, rather it be San Jose, rather it be San Diego. One of those schools. Um and I could be talked out of that into another school. Oh no. Yeah, I said coastal, right? Yeah, yeah, you said coastal. Yeah. So so that would be what I would try to do. 
they're not a power conference even with all those teams. They're just Memphis, Memphis, you know, and, and those schools doesn't help them. Uh, maybe if they could convince Army to join, and so now you've got Army and Navy, maybe you get the Air Force also. Uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's going to be a complicated, awkward situation for a while. But the rest of these G5 schools, I think, are more valuable if they put everything together. I would love to see what sucked is, is I left out Southern Miss, I left out UAB. Like, I would love to see those schools get in as well. And That's, I think there are yeah. some lesser American conference teams. And I would just, that, this is why I don't know that if I was the American, I would just go get a team. I just wish all of the, all of the schools that want to put money into football and they want to actually care about being good at football. I want those schools to have a conference to themselves. That's what I'm trying to say. So the the list of candidates that I have here, I've got Louisiana, Louisiana Tech, App State, Boise, San Diego State, FAU, UAB, Toledo, right? Because I don't know that Coastal has made a huge commitment to the football program, but last year was definitely a sign of improvement, right? Because up until last year, Coastal had not done anything. Like, they are still a relatively new FBS program. I I am curious about that, for sure. But I just see where you're coming from. I... So this was the the next topic that I wanted to hit was the G five and what is what should they do to make sure that they take advantage of this situation and I kind of wonder if all of those G five leagues if they shouldn't just completely disband and all of those remaining teams pile together and do their TV yeah. rights in one big like not a conference but just one big league where where they sell their rights together. Right, because I think that well, you are worth those, more that way. They are worth more that way. Those leagues, outside of the ones that are committed to football, if you're committed to spending money on football and being good at football, then I think those teams should play each other. Everybody else, I don't think you shouldn't You shouldn't be able to play football anymore. Absolutely, you should be able to play. And those games are good. And those games are fun. And here's a whole conference that we completely left out, that you had Toledo in there, is, is the match. I didn't touch the Mac because I think the Mac is good. I think the Mac is happy the way they're constituted, and and I wouldn't break them up at all. Agreed. They, they got they got that ESPN deal. They've got the best D five deal in the business. Yeah, they don't make a ton of money, but they they do have. I mean, the regional rivalries, all that. They are the most regional conference. Uh, their teams do not have to travel far to play each other. I do like that setup, and that's why I almost brought this up because and, and they get and they get those Wednesday night games on ESPN all the time. So their biggest game of the weekend, or is a Wednesday or a Thursday night, it's a solo game where they have television to themselves. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. It's it's partly what I was bringing up is, you know, why in the world are Charlotte, App State, and ECU all in different conferences? Like, they are all yeah. in the same state. Like, Memphis and UAB are not in the same conference. Memphis should be playing Arkansas State, UAB, Southern Miss. Like, this this makes sense. But Arkansas State is in the Sun Belt, Memphis in the AAC, Southern Miss and UAB in Conference USA. Like, these are regional I mean, rivalries that would work. It works, but here's, here's my issue, though, is I don't think you get any better, and I don't think you get anywhere by doing that. What, I do think it's more valuable – for the Memphises, the App States, the Boises, the Louisianas of the world to not care about region at all. They need to get 10, 12, or 14 schools that care about football, that they think are more valuable because of football, to join a conference together. 
And that's I think UAB's one of them. They just built them a new damn stadium worth 150 something million dollars. Like like I I would go get the schools that care about football and are on an even playing field and and let those teams play one another in a conference. And I wouldn't care about region at all. Outside of that, all the other schools left that don't get in that conference, I absolutely would make it all region. 100% region. I could okay, I can understand that. I can, but that I can means certainly. tearing up every contract you got outside of the mat. And and I think they would be willing to do that if they were guaranteed that they would actually make a little bit more by being able to play one because you're saving money on travel anyway. Uh, but two, well, but I think, no, hang on now. The G five or the big the big conference that I'm trying to put together. No, 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 the the G five. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the 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 regional rivalry well, wins. They're going to have an opportunity because if they play those Tuesday Wednesday night games, a you're going to get you're going to get more money and more uh, um, like advertisement of your school being front and center on ESPN than you could ever do not being on there. Okay. True. And, and so once a year, all of those schools will eventually get, because uh, ESPN would love a Tuesday night game. They'd love a Wednesday night. They'd love inventory for those nights. Okay. And so you put, you put these guys on, on those days, they get to themselves. They're not going to pay a lot. It's going to be a good deal for ESPN because they're not going to get paid a lot of money. Uh, the schools, it's going to be more than they can make anyway. Um, and I think that's a great deal for all of them. The, the, the schools that care about football don't care about the money. And when you get Memphis Boise, you're going to get a bigger – that's going to do a bigger TV number than Boise playing anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no that makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. I mean, it's, it's why you had Boise and UCF – and it did a, a fantastic number on Thursday of week one, right? Which, by yeah. the way, I was going to talk about this, but uh, but I've got it marked off of our list. But a TV ratings, way, way up for college football right now. Uh, just way over 2019. Like, not even just 2020, but also way bigger than 2019 as well. Uh, now, we did have some fun, fun matchups. But, yeah, the G5 stuff, I'm, I am concerned because I, they, the AAC is not going to be able to pull in as much money as they did when they had Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston. I'm just nope. curious if it's enough to make them all go, all right, fellas, we all need to sit down and have a discussion, right? Yeah. So and, this is where you need a czar of football. This is where we need somebody who oversees this stuff to, to bring these families together, to bring the five families of the G5 together and say, this is what – I know you're not happy. This is what we're going to do. Two of you are going to lose your jobs. Two of you are going to go away, okay? And three of you are going to oversee much bigger conferences than you already have. And I think we can put together 14 schools that want to compete in football, okay? And and we will kind of start at the top with your Boise's and your Mem- like your bigger schools, and we'll and we'll start there, and we'll kind of whittle this thing down all the way down to even the bottom of that team. If the MAC teams want to get in that, then we can tear them up as well and throw them in the sleep. That's fine too. But there's just there's just no way to split this pie up five ways and have all of the good teams be separated across the country. Because if the MAC was willing to throw it away, you threw Buffalo and Ball State into that mix. I think you could put together a hell of a conference. I really do. Where every week you could put fourteen teams together, and every week you're going to have great matchups not good matchups great match I, I do tend to agree on that I do tend to agree now the other question is 
you know, they're talking about not doing the 12 team playoff, how, how it doesn't have the support that everybody thought that it did. If they don't do the 12 team playoff and the G5 does look at doing something like this where they should just all combine uh, or, or have like one smaller league, et cetera, how, how real do you think a G5 playoff could be? Like, just go ahead and, and divide these things up and see what the G5 teams can get from selling their own playoff. Uh, yeah, that would be the obvious choice. Um, you know, that, that's exactly what would happen and, and probably should happen. Um, I hope that doesn't happen, though. I do think we're going to get a, um, a 12-team playoff. I think all of the talk about it going away is strictly um, political. Everybody is trying to make their move and, and get, you know, what they want out of the deal. There, there's no doubt that if you stay at 14, there's no room for Fox, there's no room for NBC, and both of those teams want a piece of it. And the only way they can get a piece of it, and they have too much influence over too many power players involved in college football to not have a say. Okay, All of the Pac-12, all of the Big Ten, are all, and, and I guarantee you, whatever new deal the Big 12 gets, it will be with somebody not named ESPN. All right? Um, and, uh, and, and all of those schools are going to have too much of a say. So right now, they're squashing the big tw- uh, the, the 12 team playoff pretty easily. But, but I'm going to tell you, that's only until the contract's up. And then once the contract's up, it's going to be owned like Donkey Kong because those other TV markets, those other TV networks, sorry, uh, they're going to want a piece of it. And they can't get a piece of a 14 playoff. True. True. Very true. All right, let's dive off of that one. Let's talk uh, NFL for just a minute before we get into the NCAA football pick today. The Ravens. More injury news on the Ravens' front, and let me tell you, they lost uh, Gus Edwards. To, they fear it's a torn ACL. And Marcus Peters, their cornerback, uh, don't know exactly what's up with him. Fear is it could be season-ending. Lost him on back-to-back plays in practice today. Uh, this is not going well for the Ravens right now. Like, these these injury issues, I think that their scheme and what they are capable of doing will still be successful. So long as Lamar is there and they've got guys that can come back, I think they will be fine. They signed Le'Veon Bell. I think he's still serviceable, especially in that scheme. He will be fine. But I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on the injury bug hitting the Ravens this year. What what in the world is going on in Baltimore? So I don't, I don't know that they will be fine. At some point in time, I do think uh, this game is a war of attrition, and most of these big injuries lately have all been season injury ending. So it's not like these guys are going to miss three weeks, and then by week seven they're going to be back and they're going to be fine, and they got ten games left to go, and they'll be an awesome you know year. Uh, you know, they don't have a running back that started on the roster this year that that's going to play it down this year. That I now I do think running back is one of those positions where you can call the guy off the couch. And, and you can make them something special. But the problem is, is the wide receivers aren't very good either. If you start losing guys on defense as well, the defense has always been their calling card and what's keeping them in games. If that starts to have any kind of break in the armor, this could spiral out of control. Yeah, no, it really could. Um... I mean, look at the 49ers. Look how great that 49ers team was. Just two years ago, they were one of the best teams in football with a mediocre quarterback, okay? And and they made it to the Super Bowl because the team was loaded. And then they go through a metric shit ton of injuries, and you can't keep up. You just can't. Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. 
you are not wrong. Uh, Rashad Bateman on IR, he's expected to return in week four. J.K. Dobbins uh, out for the year with an ACL. Uh, now, you know, Gus Edwards out, Marcus Peters, Derek Wolf is out. He's questionable. Um, I mean, it's just, it's so many, right? It's so many guys. Miles Boykin is out, uh, wide receiver. Like, he's expected to return in week four. Like, Juwan James, like, he's on IR. Like, I, it's just... Is Hollywood Brown expecting to play week one, or is he still out? Uh, he is. D- 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 I'm looking at their injury report. I think he's expected to play week one. I don't think he's 100%, but he's expected to play. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what's up with the Ravens, but, man, uh, it is. I mean, when it rains, it pours. When it rains, it pours with them. Just absolutely ridiculous. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, you ready to get into Pick'em? Yep, let's go. College football week two against the spread picks. Of course, brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. Check out the promo code in the description. It's NCAAF2021. You can sign up there and get a 125% deposit bonus. Go and check it out. Do yourself a favor. First game up. We've got a few of them this week. Illinois at Virginia. Virginia, a 10-point favorite. Chris, you like Brett. I'm going to let you start us off. So I like Brent. I, I like Bronco as well. I like Brent a lot more though. They, I, that's just a biasy thing. That's just a guy I love. Um, I I think ten points might be too many. I don't know that Illinois is a good football team. I think they're going to struggle to win a lot of games, but I don't know that they're going to get blown out. I think they're well coached, and I think Virginia is not a team that has the the firepower to really explode on folks. I think I like the point. I. I'm going to go the same way that you are. I'm going with Illinois plus 10 um, because I, I see this very much the same way that you do. You know, Sidkowski has been playing quarterback for him. It, Brandon Peters is questionable now. Like, he could actually play. He's day-to-day. There is a chance that that he can be playing, and, and I do still like this team. I think last week after the win over Nebraska – uh, you're coming back home. You kind of feel like you're you're going to be able to do whatever you want to against UTSA. UTSA is a good football team. Just because they lost at home to UTSA does not mean to me that that they are going to. Um, I, I just don't believe that they are going to have any issues. Uh, yeah, you you said that you 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 told me that UTSA is going to be a good team. Um, losing to them might look not too bad at the end of the season. Also. Don't you got to think that Illinois is one of those teams that they're just going to get better every week? Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of think that. Uh, they're they're just a well-coached team. Like, I, I'm I'm very curious 
how this team is going to continue to look going forward. So, so yeah, so I'm, I'm riding Illinois. Um, I, I really, I feel good about it. I've, I feel good about it. So, all right, next one up. Let's roll in. We got the Johnny Majors Bowl. And we have got Pitt traveling to Tennessee. And, man, Pitt is a three-point favorite here. I believe that it was close to a pick'em uh, yep. in the preseason. And, and now right. it's up to three. And now, like, bananas. Just, it, it, this is going to be a lot of fun. It could be an all-time uniform game. I am excited about that. Because I do think that Pitt is actually going to be wearing the, the old-school, like, 70s and 80s uniform. And, you know, Tennessee, classic uniform as well. These two coaches have actually played each other before, right? Narduzzi and Heupel uh, played two years ago and, you know, came down to a last-second touchdown by Pitt to win this game 35-34. I'm, I'm pumped. I am excited about it. I think this is going to be a fun yeah, ball game. I, I know. I, I love this game. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, I, I think... I think Knoxville's going to be crazy. That's what I think. I've got a lot of opinions about games this week. I saw home field advantage matter. Big, big way in week one. I think it's going to continue to affect outcome. Do you think that, or do you think I'm overrating that? No, no, no. I, I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree big time. So I, I do think uh, it will matter, but I, I do say this. I I watched a good portion of that Bowling Green Tennessee game on replay, and Joe Milton did not look very good to me. And, and no, Joe Milton was garbage. He he was not, and he didn't just not look good. He was off. He looked bad against a bad football team. It's okay to say that. Yeah. So I I think going up against the Pat Narduzzi defense, I I'm going to trust Pitt to get this thing done. I, they've got a, a basically eighth year quarterback with Kenny Pickett. Mark Whipple in his third season there. I think Pitt can score, and I think they will score on a bad Tennessee defense. I'm I'm going to ride Pitt minus three here. Yeah, so. I, I, I'll tell you this. I think that's the right answer, okay? I think that's the right answer. I'm, I'm going to go Tennessee. I think we might see some special stuff in Knoxville. But I think that across the board against a lot of, like, big schools that are hosting – Big games this weekend are not something I want to bet against, especially when they're catching points. Yeah, yeah. No, it is It is all good. It is, I can't I, tell you how it's going to happen. Milton has to come out and look totally different than he looked last week. He has to look substantially better. And Tennessee's defense has to play a lot better. And I need Pitt to make mistakes. But yes. I'm not above seeing a, a college football team make mistakes. We watch it happen every weekend. Yeah, yeah. No, you're – you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So I I, I do nope. think it. I, I could see Milton improving, but against this defense, I don't think Tennessee will be able to run as easily against Pitt. And and I do believe that Pitt's going to be able to put up points on this defense. Like Bowling Green had so many open opportunities, and they were not able to take advantage of it. So I'm I'm riding Pitt, and you're you're doing the same. No, no, no. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Tennessee. Oh, you're taking Tennessee. Okay, okay. Taking Tennessee. Taking Tennessee. All right. Next one up. We have got Toledo and Notre Dame. Now, this one will not be on regular TV. This will be on the Peacock streaming service, and you have to pay for it. So, my guess is there's going to be a lot of 
uh, illegal streams, I guess you could say. There's going to be a lot of people watching this without having to pay for Peacock because I think this is the only game all season that you would have to pay for with Notre Dame, and I don't know how many people will be doing that. But it will be a sign of the times. It will be, you know, figuring out exactly how many people watch this will be interesting. Toledo is a 17-point dog on the road, and remember, Toledo, number two in the country in returning production. I mean, they got everybody back, and they are talented, man. They have got some legit NFL guys on their roster. Notre Dame, short week, played on Sunday night in Tallahassee. They get to come back home. They've got a game next week. Uh, I'm 17 points doesn't, like, at first it seemed like, ah, this is easy. It's under three touchdowns. You know, give me the fighting Irish. Man, I think I'm going to ride Toledo here. I think they can keep this game close. They can keep it competitive. I think Notre Dame just wants to get out of here with a win, move on to the next one, and and continue improving. Jack Cohn, by the way, super impressive. Super yeah, impressive. Yeah, I told you. What I tell you, getting away from Wisconsin and getting under a man like Brian Kelly, he's going to look like the best version of Jack Cohn we've ever seen. What you what you had him on tape and what you thought of him at Wisconsin, you need to throw all those thoughts away because he's just going to be a lot better. I don't know what it's going to look like. I just know he's going to be a lot better than he was at Wisconsin. Because one guy's an offensive genius, and the other guy's not. Is Tommy Reese, like, a bit of a quarterback guru? Do you think that's what's going on here? No. I really – I Gary, I really think Brian Kelly is a really good offensive mind. Hell, he did it at Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're not wrong. You are not wrong. So, I mean, he – my God, Deshaun Kaiser got drafted. I mean, what a, <laughs> can actually play yeah. in the NFL. So, yeah, maybe you're not wrong. Maybe you're not wrong. Uh, how, how do you feel about the game? You, you roll another day? All right. So, I am going to roll with my Irish. So I, I love the Irish. I will tell you this. I have Peacock. I have the paid version of Peacock. So, I'm going to get this game already, right? Gotcha. All right. I'm not going to watch. <laughs> I'm going to intentionally not watch because I don't like this shit. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit on on an episode before, and yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Now, if you are losing customers because of streams, I completely understand dual feeding it, having one feed go to the NBC television and one feed go into Peacock. It it shouldn't be that hard to do. You can have the same announcers; everything can be identical. You're just sending one through the internet and one over a satellite. This is not that complicated. We have the technology to do this. You are openly fucking the old people that grew up loving a Notre Dame football. That's what this is all you're doing. Yes. I, I can't argue and, oh, with you. By the way, all those old people, those are your boosters. All right? The 23-year-old hot shit that knows how to get on the internet and get this, yeah, he ain't giving you any money. Okay? You're not wrong. You are not wrong. You hadn't given me a pick yet. Well, yeah, my pick. I'm sorry, my pick is Notre Dame. I'm, pe- I'm taking Notre Dame. I lay the points. <laughs> I, I love the uh, the old man rant there. I, I do appreciate it. So, because I do feel the same way that you do. I but, know uh, how to get on TikTok. That's one of the ones I use. I got it. Yeah. Now, here's the problem. Let's say I want to flip back and forth from games. Let's say this game gets a little ugly and a little out of hand, but I want to keep checking in on it. I'm not switching from my satellite TV over to peak. That's not as easily done. That's Agreed. a pain in the dick. Yeah, you can't Nobody just change wants the channel. Do that. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. 
All right, let's move on. Next game up. Ball State at Penn State. And Penn State is favored by 22.5. Penn State had trouble scoring on on air uh, the other day against Wisconsin because they did have opportunities. And and it just, I mean, they they got by Wisconsin by by the skin of their teeth. I mean, it was just ridiculous. 16-10, that's a good win. They were absolutely in the game. The offense got nothing done early. They did have a few explosive plays that ended up being uh, the deciding factor in the ballgame. I do wonder, because this is a bit of a sandwich game, Penn State just went to Wisconsin, and now they're coming back home, and they've got Auburn next week. Big primetime matchup on ABC in week three. Week two, you got Ball State, who uh, did not show anything at all in their first game. They got scraped by a, a not great FCS team by 10 points, but they got everybody back from a team that won the MAC last year. And yep. and I have to believe that Penn State is not going to care so much about this game, and I think that this could be Ball State Super Bowl. So I'm I don't know. Go ahead. I, I, I'm I'm riding Ball State here. I'm I'm taking the twenty two and a half. Like I, I feel good yeah. about it. No, I'm riding Ball State too. But listen, I don't like all the making excuses for why Ball State's going to cover this game. This is a good Ball State football team. Okay. Yeah. And and, and Penn State is a really good team in the Big Ten. Penn State is not 22 points better than Ball State on their best day. You play this in a bowl game, You if you say this is for the national title, which I know is a little ridiculous, but Penn State's not beating them by 22 points. If Penn State doesn't care about the games around them, and they're only focusing on this game, Ball State is a good football team. They're going to play physical defense, and they are going to run the ball down your throat. I will tell you this. I, I think that some of those... Some of those interceptions that Graham Mertz threw in week one, some of the misses that he had to to some wide-open guys, I don't think Drew Plitt's going to miss those. I, I think no, Ball State's good. No, I don't either. I don't either. I think the offense for, for Ball State is better than the offense for Wisconsin. I, I also think that the defense for Ball State is not nearly as good as Wisconsin's. But... No, not nearly. Not nearly. <laughs> nope, that's okay. But that's why I'm getting 22 points. Exactly. So 22 and a half. 22 and a half. Yeah. So I, I will take yep. it. So give me give me Ball State. Give me the Cardinals, Mike New, that bunch. I'm I'm all in. Let's go. I think it's a good Ball State team. I think so as well. All right. Moving forward, UAB at Georgia. Georgia sitting right now a 24-and-a-half point favorite. Opened at 29, and it has been bet down. And now, uh, in the last day, 85% of the money since this thing has gotten down to around 25, 24, 85% of the money has come in on Georgia. Like People think that they are going to be able to wear out UAB no matter what. I, I don't think that... I don't believe that UAB will be held scoreless in this game the same way that, that Clemson was. I think it will be a different kind of game script because neither Kirby Smart nor Dabo wanted to take a whole lot of risks in that game, right? As long as it was being play, uh, played close to the vest... I felt like it was going to continue to be a low-scoring game, right? Because it, yep. one mistake can lose you the ball game in a game like that. I think in this situation, Tyler Johnston, that UAB offense, they'll be able to put up some points. JT Daniels might be out of this game. I, I do think Carson Beck will play well. Um, but I think Kirby's going to take some more chances as well. I I do like UAB to keep this thing close, though. I, I love Bill Clark. You, I think you and I are going to see this much the same way. Because I think UAB can score with that new offense. And, yeah, I, I do think that Georgia, this is a bit of a come-down spot for them. 
just get out of here with a win kind of mentality. Hey, give me UAB to cover 24 and a half. Man, I'm, we, we do see it the same way. I love Bill Clark. I don't need to say all the things that you said. We agree on those things. I, I trust Bill Clark. I'm going to tell you, Kirby finally got over the hump. Kirby finally won a big game. And that's a big deal. I, I, I've made a living shitting on Kirby Smart and crapping all over himself in these big games, okay? And he finally pulled one out, and that's awesome. I'm going to tell you something. That 50-something-year-old man across the way from him, is, is going, he won't have near the talent. He will outcoach the shit out of him, though. Yeah, I, I do agree. I do agree. That, Bill Clark that is fantastic. year old man on the other side of the ball knows football, okay? He knows football better than most people on the planet. And I trust him, and I love that man. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So we're both taking UAB plus the 24 and a half in Athens this weekend. I can get down with it. We got, uh, let's see, we got a few more games here. So let's dive into them. Texas A&M headed to Denver to face off against Colorado. A 17-point favorite are the Aggies. Haynes King took about a half to get going last week. Finally opened up on Kent State. Kent State should have scored more than 10 points. They missed several field goals. They missed a wide-open guy. I mean, it was just a, a disaster. Uh, mistakes all over the field. I Colorado, we saw them twice against really good teams last year, and they got demolished against yep. Utah and by Texas. And I kind of feel like the same thing's going to happen here. Texas A&M, it seems like the offense is being opened up a little more. It seems like they trust Haynes King. He is getting a feel for the game I don't care that this one is on the road. It's not in a, a home environment. This is in a neutral site. Uh, it's in Mile High Stadium. It's you know it's in Denver. I'm I'm gonna ride with Texas A&M to cover this because I don't think the Colorado can can hang. I don't think they got enough athletes. I don't think they got enough players to really be or the depth. How's that? I don't think they got enough depth to be able to keep up with a team like Texas A&M, who I think is just in a different stratosphere from uh, from the Buffaloes. So we agree again, but I want to put a little caveat on this. I, I'm i afraid of this game but for, for one sole reason. I think with the altitude and then boys from South Texas, not used to that kind of altitude. I guess it's not really South Texas, it's like mid-Texas. Not used to that altitude. And um, I could see the back door being wide open if that defense just kind of gets a little struggling in the fourth quarter and they're up by, you know, four scores and you let a couple of garbage-time touchdowns roll by. Um, that that worries me a little bit, but I'm with you. A&M's the better football team. I think Colorado's going to struggle to score. I think this defense is going to get better as the year goes on, and I'm, I'm with you. I think the offense is going to get better as the year goes on. They, they have really – with Jimbo this year, for whatever reason – it looked in that Kent State game like they were kind of opening this thing up. They seemed to be moving a little bit faster. I, you know, under Kellen Mond, like they played at one of the slowest paces in the country, and and now it seems like they have figured out. Okay, we got some horses, you know, outside. We got some wide receivers. We got some speed. We need to take advantage of it. And and I think that's exactly what they will do in this situation. Yeah, the altitude stuff does does bother me a little bit. I read actually a report not that long ago that that altitude does not. Uh, impact guys nearly as much, especially when they're younger. So I'm I don't know what to make of that, but it, I'm gonna ride with so that we somebody would put that. We have like a hundred years of data that altitude really like messes with folks. 
That's that's what I thought. Just to ignore that. That's and so it it does mess with folks as far as uh, when you're a little bit older. But if you are a a conditioned athlete, and I'll have to find this uh, this article, but yeah, it, it surprised me that like it doesn't really affect college kids. So, you know, we talk about it in the NFL all the time, but. Uh, for whatever reason, I guess with college kids, it's, it apparently would not affect. So you think? So you think the four years of age difference is is, is really the difference? I have no idea. Because it, it's not <laughs> like we're talking about a decade. It okay, doesn't, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'm still riding a And M. I think that they are going to be up by enough that it it won't matter too much. So yeah, so I mean, I am too. And I'm hope I don't hope for is they just they get up big and they hold on. But that's I'll say that I'm just letting you know. That the back door scares me. That's oh, all. Totally I fair. don't think Colorado will be in this game the whole way, something of that nature. I think if we bust this, if we lose this, it'll be because we got God on the back door, and it's because maybe the defense is just a little gassed. Totally, totally makes sense. Uh, reminder here that we are making these picks. Uh, these are different than what I give out on the BetUS show. If you want some of the bigger games and whatever, the SBR show that Chris hosts and I host the BetUS College Football Show. You can go over there. There's a link in the description, and we cover basically every game of the week. I mean, just go and check it out. It's it's very easy to find. So go ahead and dive into those. We've got, uh, let's see, three more, and we can we can run these fairly quickly. Memphis, a six-point favorite in Jonesboro, Arkansas, against Arkansas State. Arkansas State had some trouble with Central Arkansas last week. Uh, Memphis, you know, Grant Gunnell was supposed to be the starting quarterback this year. Uh, it's going to be Seth Hennigan instead because Grant has got uh, – he's had to have surgery. It looks like he's going to be out for a while. At starting a freshman quarterback, first start on the road. You know, it does scare me a little bit. This line has crept up. It opened at four. It's up to six now. But Memphis continues to find running backs, man. That kid that they've got now is a speed demon. The The offensive line and defensive line do not look all that bad, even with some of the transfers that they lost. I – I think I'm going to ride with Memphis here. I think that they are the significantly more talented team here. Uh, remember last year, this was like a 20-point line. It was like a three-touchdown yep. line, and, and Arkansas State did cover. They kept it within like two touchdowns. But It's a different Arkansas State team, though, man. Yes. Like, not not comparable, dude. I, I do agree with that. I don't think that they are quite as good as they were last season. Now, of course, last season, I think they won, what, four games, three games? Like, nothing crazy. But, uh, yeah, but they, but they, they, were, they, were a, they were just a drastic different team with Anderson and those big-ass wide receivers. Agreed. They do not have those same guys. Uh, I'm, riding, I'm riding Memphis. I think anything under a touchdown I feel really good about. And, and honestly, I might would even go higher than that. But, you know, taking six, like I, I, will, I will give up six all day. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm with you on that. I, I, we're going to be the same again. Um, I like Memphis. You're right. The trench play has been really good and really consistent, and we're we're going on like six years, seven years straight of Memphis running backs just being badass. Okay, we've just become a revolving door of little kids that are fast. They're small. That we don't have big, powering running back, but they they're fast. You're not if they get out in open speed, they're going to embarrass you. They're just don't try to open field tackle. You you just got to corral them and run them out of bounds or trip a leg. Because if you try to square them up, you're going to end up on your face. This yes. is what they do. Yes, yes, you are not wrong about that. You are not wrong. All right, moving on from there, we got the Holy War. We have got uh, Utah, a seven-point favorite on the road at BYU. And I'm going to tell you up front, 
I am taking Utah here. I think this is way too few points. BYU did not overly impress me against Arizona. Uh, Arizona, I do not believe, is a very good team. I think that their coach is competent now, so that's a step in the right direction. But BYU lost a bunch of guys. There's inexperience, it, making mistakes you know, here and there. I, I think Utah is the significantly more experienced team. Uh, I mean, my goodness, they have won so many in a row over BYU. Like, I, I think that Kyle Whittingham takes this game seriously. He does not mess around when it comes to this rivalry. And they got the better players, man. They got the better defensive line. They got the better offensive line. The running backs look awesome right now. They showed nothing that they that they didn't have to show uh, against Weber State last week. I I like Charlie Brewer. I like what they're doing on offense. I like the defense. I'm I'm all in on Utah. Give me Utah minus seven here. All right. So this is one of those situations where I think home field is going to matter. I think Provo is going to be insane. All right. Gotcha. I think this be a massive amount of blue and white, and they're going to be going crazy. They want this game. They need this game. Also, I believe the hate on BYU has gone too far. <laughs> yes, they lost some good players from last year. They're a good football team. And we we joke about it all the time, but it's the damn truth. These guys are not 18- and 19-year-old kids like everybody else in college, okay? These guys are 24- and 25-year-old grown-ass men. Right? Married they with got two kids. Yeah, they're made with two kids. All right? These guys are not going to be messed with. Okay? So, yes, more athletes are on Utah. Utah is the better football team. This is a rivalry game on the road, and the home team is catching more than a touchdown in a rivalry game. I'm going to take those points. I'm going to take my chance. I know I'm taking the worst. It's the same thing with Tennessee. I know I'm taking the worst team. I know that. I don't, I don't care because I've seen too many weird things happen in college football. I, I can totally understand where you're coming from. Uh, Utah has won nine of the last ten, uh, including eight straight, and they are seven and three against the spread in that time span. Uh, however, you know, over the last uh, over the last four years, they are two and two against the spread in this game. So, uh, and it's always it's always single digits, always single digits. So, very interesting. Uh, so you were rolling BYU. Let me write that down. And we've got one more game that we're going to hit before we get out of here. And that is Stanford at USC. And this line has ballooned, my friend. It was 10 in the offseason. It is now USC minus 17. So before last week, you could have gotten this game at 10. And now it is at 17. The line has shifted a touchdown in USC's favor. And while I do like USC here, because I, what I saw out of Stanford last week was awful. I also don't know exactly what Stanford we're going to get because last week Stanford played at 9 a.m. body clock game, you know. Now they've got Tanner McKee starting at quarterback. I think he's going to be pretty good, but it is early in his career. I I don't know that USC, I don't trust Clay Helton to cover 17 points, especially in this game. So I, I think Stanford is 8-2 and two against the spread in their last 10 against USC. I'm, I'm going to take Stanford here. I, I don't feel great about it. But I don't know who to trust in this spot. So I'm going to give you a little secret, okay? All right. This is one of my gambling picks at my SBR show. It's when we give out five guaranteed gambling picks that we love on SBR. And, and this is one of my five best games of the week that I love. I told everybody at SBR, I'm going to teach these folks now, 
Y'all know we're from Mississippi. I'm teaching Mississippi word. Gary knows this word. Stanford got mollywhopped by Kansas State. And I don't think Kansas State's a very good football team, okay? You can tell me all the body clock bullshit you want. I'm not buying it. (laughs) David Shaw, you, my partner, one of my best friends in the whole world, have tried to convince me that David Shaw is a top 10 coach in college football. Gary, I don't think David Shaw is a top 10 coach in the Pac-12. I think they're going to get their ass whipped. That was... I don't care which one of those quarterbacks play for Stanford. <laughs> I don't care what's happened in history. I don't care that the last eight games were close and all that. It don't matter. This USC team is good, and and I've told you over and over. The hate on Clay Helton has gone too far. I will not stand for it anymore. Now you do realize San Jose State had them in a thirteen to seven game in the fourth do not quarter. Care. Okay, do not okay. care. Totally fair. Hang on, Stanford. San Jose State, Gary, right now would be a two-touchdown favorite against the Stanford football team. No. They're a better football team than them. Now, I mean, that's an exaggeration, okay? <laughs> that's hyperbole. That's extreme. But I'll tell you this. I, I don't care what the number is. I would take San Jose State against against uh, Stanford right now, tomorrow. Yep. I can I can get with that. Money line. Money line. They're going to beat them. I can They're get with football it. Team. The, the David Shaw statement was from like three years ago. Like, absolutely. And it was wrong then. <laughs> He was at the time. He was really good. He, he was, was doing well. He was, he was not good. He and was they, not good. They have had trouble covering the spread uh, quite a bit here uh, in the past, you know, couple of seasons. So, yeah, he's that that program is definitely headed in the wrong direction. I I have to I see it. Here's here's the problem. It's not a quarterback problem. They used to be good in the trenches, Gary. That's what made Stanford better than everybody else. Their offensive line play was outstanding. Yes. They got good run production because of it, and their defensive line play was outstanding because they knew they didn't have DBs with the athleticism to hang with the wide receivers in the Pac-12, okay? They couldn't hang with UCLA and, and Washington and Washington State and Oregon and USC. They just couldn't hang with those wide receivers, so they had to get pressure. Now they're not good in the trenches, oh, yeah, and they also still don't have the athletes to hang with the other school's athletes. I think they're going to struggle to be not – DFL in the Pac-12. I think they're bad. Hey, they they really might be. I gotta see it from USC. I gotta see it, and and you know I can I can be wrong on this. I had a good week last week, so I uh, I went five and two against the spread last week in our in our picks. So um, so I'll, I might be wrong on this one, but I do gotta see it. <laughs> I do gotta see it. So <laughs> all right, uh, I don't see anything else that has broken that uh, that we need to hit. So that means that we can go ahead and get out of here a little bit early. Uh, hopefully, yep. hopefully everything is going well, Chris. You uh, the the new the new gig is doing fine. I would assume. Hey, I I, I want to give a little bit of a plug. Okay, yeah, I don't ahead. really have a website up yet. Well, we have a website. The two guys that run the website are sixty eight and and seventy two, which is why they were selling the business. Um, so it is not great. But the the name of the business is called Best Rubber Stamp. If you run a business. And it was, I know it's weird. I know it's totally random. If you run a business and you use rubber stamps, call me. I'll let your boy. I'll, I, I will make your rubber stamps, and it will be me and one of my friends making them. We're a small business. It's two folks running this thing, man. I can get down with it. So basically hit up Chris in the comments or reach out to him on Twitter or whatever. Email him, Chris, at winningcureseverything.com, and he will get you yeah, set Yeah, one up. day we'll get a good website, and I'll, give out a, I'll actually give out the website. I'll give out like an email address and all this stuff, and y'all can hit me up. Yep, but this is fresh. This is brand new. So I'm, I'm good They're with that. Brand new. Brand new. I like it. I like it. All right, let's go ahead and get out of here. Uh, Chris, I can go ahead and let you go, and that way you can uh, 
you can get back to doing what you do, and I can close out the show. That sound good? See you guys. All right, be good, buddy. I'll holler at you. All right, let's close this thing out. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. Again, everywhere you need to subscribe or follow, you can check out right there. And the show, of course, brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. Use the promo code NCAAF2021. It'll give you a 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500. There is a link in the description. It's got the promo code already put in there for you. So go ahead and click that thing and check it out. Do us that favor for sure. Uh, of course, Chris hosts the sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF show, uh, the, the college football show for Sportsbook Review, and I host the BetUS college football show. So make sure and check those out. Of course, we've got a ton more college football content. We do enjoy talking about it here with you guys, though. So we appreciate you guys for, for giving us a chance to provide content, right? This is what we enjoy doing, and we love you guys for actually watching the show Share the show out. Tell your friends. Make sure and like the video and subscribe to the channel. Uh, the channel is growing. We're hoping to get to 5,000 subscribers on YouTube uh, by the end of this football season. At the rate that we're going, we may get there in a few weeks. So if you can help us out with that, we would certainly appreciate it. But yeah, jump in the comments. Tell us what you think we got right, what we got wrong, etc. And with that said, we are going to dive out of here. You guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of you tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.